Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. On today's episode, well, it's an old friend joining us. That's right, to relish in, yeah, well, Saturday's game. We're still talking about it. We're still fired up about it. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, you wonderful, wonderful, wonderful 8-0 Spartan fans. How are we doing today? I'm sure we're doing fantastic. Um, If you're like me, you're still not even close to coming down from the high of Saturday's game just yet. Uh, yeah, we'll worry about Purdue eventually later in the week. Uh, but no, not not today. That's not what we're going to do here. When your team wins a historic matchup between two undefeated rivals that hate each other and come out on top, yeah, we kind of like to bask in that glory here a little bit, so... Uh, like I said, guys, on today's show, we, we've got an old friend. You might recognize him. His name's Will Hunter. Yes, we used to do this show here together, and oh, he was nice enough to uh, hop on for 30 minutes on Sunday. That's right, we recorded the day after, so we were really at the peak of our hysteria. Uh, to, just to talk about Saturday's game. Uh, you know me, I usually like to have like a bunch of questions or topics written down that I want to hit with guests. Not with Will. That was a flick the microphone's on and let's get rolling, baby. So I'd, And it was a, obviously a fun conversation, as you're about to find out later this show. Uh, before going any further, guys, I want to thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. And I want to kindly ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you find folks get your podcast. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans. And yes, we do this five days a week, baby. Monday through Friday. Later this week, we'll talk with uh, someone from Purdue's media side. I'm still working on a few things there to talk about the Boilermakers. Of course, we will be joined by Stephen Brooks. And then Friday, yeah, we'll just, you know, have another fun show uh, getting ready for the weekend ahead. If you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, um, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is probably the best way to reach out. Or on Twitter, Sheehan underscore sports. Although, uh, a lot of uh, fire in the mentions there lately, so might get lost in the shuffle. But yeah, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Uh, already got a few emails from you guys over the weekend. Uh, thank you so much. You guys are just simply the best. Always love hearing from you guys. Um, yeah, it goes without saying, though, that you guys are just simply the best because no one is better than the Locked On Spartans listener base, baby. You guys are the best. All right, well, hey, without further ado, let's let's talk. Let's talk with Will Hunter. Let's go. Folks, uh, Ryan Osborne was unavailable for this call, so I went to the next best guy that I could possibly think of. And yes, we are talking about fellow, well, former co-host of the show. Sorry, I used the wrong F word there. Uh, regardless, it's Will F Hunter. You. you guys already know him. You... Oh, me? Why? That seemed you said the wrong F word. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah, shoot. Uh, well, hey, how you doing, bud? You doing okay over there? Sixteen point lead, twenty one minutes left. Couldn't hold the lead. Shallow water program. Seventh year of Harbaugh, three and nine against his rivals. Oh my God, that's real. Really bad. Woo. Well, woo. Come on, man. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> ah, the boys did it. <laughs> oh, man. What a day. What a day. Uh, for full disclosure, this is 3 p.m. Sunday, so we are still absolutely at the top of our high from Saturday's game. Uh, 
Will, did, were you like me? Did you lose hope at any point in that game? Or are you a smart fan and realize that Mel Tucker has a deep water program and not a bunch of puddle people like the uh, program over in Ann Arbor? Oh, no, I lost hope. Okay. All, I right, get it. all right, here we go. Good. I got a text, uh, whatever it was, 30 to 14. It was like, hey, just checking in on you. And I was like, I'm over it. That was my story. I'm over it. I don't, don't even bother. <laughs> yeah. And we had, you know, DMing with you. It was just like, it's not happening. I, I typed out something. Not This isn't a direct quote, but something along the lines of there's no shot they can score two more times. And I was right because they scored three more times. Ah, that's right. A little caveat there. Very nice. No, I mean, listen, the team walks out of the the locker room and all of a sudden it's tweeted out that uh, Jalen Naylor is going to be wearing a a lime green boxing glove on his hand. The rest Mm -hmm. of the game, it's like. (sighs) Yeah. You know who didn't have a boxing glove on his hand? Talk to me. Yeah, Kenneth Walker. Mm. Heisman Mm. second on the odds board. Heisman hopeful. Soon to be Heisman finalist Kenneth Walker, sure. the fifth, as in five touchdowns. He didn't have I a boxing glove on that. No, but he still absolutely donkey punched uh, the, the defense to oblivion, which was fantastic. Do you think anytime you can shoehorn donkey punch into a podcast, you have to do you it? You got to do it. Do you think yeah. Michigan knew who he was going into the game? Track record uh, suggests just... no. No, oh, no, They're, it's not like they've glossed over the most important uh, player on the side of a ball in this matchup before and then just completely disregarded them. No, that, that would be very unlike Michigan. That's always a team very prepared in this rivalry. So doubtful, doubtful. They lined up for a snap and they're like, wait a second, why isn't Hayward in the backfield? Yeah, hold <laughs> Wait a second. Collins isn't the number one guy anymore? What? what? Uh, hold on. Where's, where's 11 and 24? Why is 11? Uh, he's, is he a tight end? Number 11's a tight Wait a second. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, Darius Jefferson hurt? Here's some, oh, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, he's 15. <laughs> What's going 15, on here? Yeah, he, he'll be in. Number 15 will be in soon. The quarterback cut his hair, too. He's not, he doesn't have the long blonde wow. hair anymore, either. Blonde, what is, long, what is going on hair. out here? What, what in tarnation what? Is, is happening here, man? Oh, I, God. Uh, what, a, what a great program to have as your rival. This is the best. Oh, man. they're this perfect. Is... It couldn't be better. They are – I tweeted this out, but it, and it's still climbing. But they the, their fan base is making this victory, the joy achieved through mm-hmm. this victory, reach 2013 and 2015 levels. Like, just – No question about it. Yep. Every time I go on social media, there is a picture, uh, multiple pictures, there's whatever, a video clip that is edited Mm -hmm. (laughs) improperly, Uh, just some sort of whining excuse, anything but accepting any sort of responsibility for blowing a 16-point lead on the road in the third quarter and getting outscored. 20 or was it one 23 to 3 23 to 3 from that point yeah i think my math's right 23 yes. to 3 from the yeah, second half of the third good. quarter and the fourth quarter the uh i would say the most important time of a football game you know every every moment matters every drive matters but sure. games uh games get decided th- late third fourth quarter uh and it was 23 to 3 and instead of accepting any sort of responsibility for that it's just where's the hold? Where's this? Where's yep. that? Kevin Warren's mm-hmm. son is on the team. 
Which I knew that was going to. I I could call that from a mile away that they were going to go down the Kevin Warren son route. That was a that, that was the free space my bingo card. Never a doubt for that one. Not ninety three percent. Ninety three percent of Michigan State fans didn't know Kevin Warren's son is on the team. Ninety percent of Michigan State fans probably don't know who Kevin Warren is. Yeah, that's fair. Right. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> so because yeah, you know, not, not everyone's a complete sicko like us and can name every yeah. admin. Anytime, so, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Anytime you can um, do bad things to undermine your biggest program, your biggest brand, mm-hmm. the one with the most fans, uh, the one that spends the most money, uh, the one that brings the biggest TV ratings. Anytime you can undermine them. So your walk-on son can dance in the locker room. You, you got to do it. You just got to do it. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. No, like, okay, so like I talked about this uh, on yesterday's pod, but like that—that's—that's that's the thing, right? It's like everyone wants to cry conspiracy. It's like, yep, there is a conspiracy to keep uh, one of the top three biggest brands in college sports out of. Uh, title races out of the playoff mm-hmm. out of just relevancy like yes there's a hundred percent a conspiracy to hold you guys back it certainly isn't yourselves like always choking at the end of these games and you're no. used to be nine million dollar a year head coach uh completely fumbling all over himself or quite literally sending a freshman out there to go fumble all over himself like no it, it, no, no, no it, it's outside forces Couldn't be. it's never you and it's beautiful so god i love it just the best the best fan base to be rivals with. And I'm glad, you know what, because they always trot the, uh, oh, you're just upset that you're not our main rival. It's like, no, I'm actually very happy that like three different fan bases can share you as a main rival, like us, (laughs) Ohio State, Notre Dame, like everyone has got a slice of this hilarity pie that you guys keep serving up every single year without fail. So God bless them, man. God, God bless them. We we should thank them. We should thank them. Yes. Yes, well, segment because, three of my pod yesterday. Yeah, that's right. A little, little tease for you there if uh, any of you missed the show yesterday. That's right. Pimping out the pod. We will be back in a hot second with our guy, Will Hunter, but first need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That's right, baby. Prize picks. We're talking about the leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid major players you might have never even heard of. So. How on earth do you play prize picks? Well, first off, you got to go to the App Store, Google Play, download the app, and then deposit money, but not without promo code LOCKED ON. That's right, one word, LOCKED ON, when you deposit, will give you a 100% instant match up to $100. So from there, you pick two to five players, the over under on their projected stats, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It is just you against those numbers, baby. That's right, so it's like touchdown passes. Rushing yards, receiving yards, interceptions thrown. Yeah, just you against the numbers. And uh, best of all, guys, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And they, of course, offer safe and fast withdrawal. So do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and smash in promo code Locked On, Or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And speaking of easy, guys, uh, let's talk about easy style with our fine, fine friends at Home Field Apparel. God, I love home field apparel. Um, they also might be dropping a new design here for Michigan State. They teased that the winner of Saturday's game would be getting a new design. So, yes, right now, home field apparel has 19 vintage designs for our Spartans. That number might be getting popped up to 20 here pretty soon, so very exciting times. Uh, if you've never checked out home field apparel, it, it is like half shopping, half history lesson. Just go to homefieldapparel.com, check out all this sick, 
dope, as the kids say, designs that they have for Michigan State. And as awesome as they look, it's even more comfortable somehow. I don't know how they do it. It is like putting on an angelic cloud on your body every time you rock anything from home field. Uh, they got t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies. They're just the best. So go to homefieldapparel.com right now. Smash in promo code Locked On Spartans, all one word, Locked On Spartans, and Homefield is going to generously give you 15% off your first purchase. One more time, guys. Homefieldapparel.com, 15% off your first purchase with promo code Locked On Spartans at Homefieldapparel.com. All right, now let's get back to Will here ah, in a hot second. First, we need to thank you guys so much for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Free and available where you get your podcast. All right, well, let's get back to you. When you're Ohio State and you just what is it, sixteen out of seventeen now for mm-hmm. Ohio State, or maybe uh, fifteen like out that. of sixteen because yeah. they didn't play last. Something absurd. And sure. when you're Alabama against Auburn and it's just droning excellence, and you go into the game like if we don't win by two touchdowns, like we're gonna fire Nick Saban. Correct. <laughs> like Correct. there must be. <laughs> There's just so like little upside to that spot in terms of the rivalry game because Alabama isn't playing to beat Auburn. Alabama is playing to lift the trophy every single year at the end of the season. Ohio State isn't playing to beat Michigan. Ohio State's playing to lift the trophy mm-hmm. at the end of the season every single year. And so there's just not as much upside to that type of rivalry game when you are the dominant side and I'm not going to like Michigan state's not to that point with Michigan, certainly over the, even what is it? 10 and four, the last 14, like that's uh, yes, handedly yep. controlling the rivalry, but it's not what Ohio state has done to them. <laughs> it's, it's just mm-hmm. not and in the manner in which Ohio state has done it to them. It's just not that. So there's just so much satisfaction being on this side of the rivalry, the one that feels like it has to punch up, the one that feels like it has to earn every ounce of respect, every step of the way. There's just so much satisfaction because, you know, I I think Ohio State fans are probably kind of like, they just laugh and they're, they don't really, they're bored with Michigan right now, but we're not, we're not bored. And there's Michigan's just sort of stuck in this middle limbo where they can't, win anything of significance and everyone's pointing and laughing and they're just lashing out in all directions, refusing to look inward and acknowledge like, maybe, maybe it's us. Maybe, maybe we're not getting it done. And like the best part too, like it, it's a team effort completely, even outside the team. And what I mean by that is like, it's not only the former players, you know, like the ones that went one and four against Michigan state in their five years here, like Taylor Luan. It, it's not guys like that, but it's also like, their their media too also does a lot of carrying of the water here, for just candy. absolutely embarrassing themselves. Like it, it's it is incredible. Like it's not just the inner program, but it's also the guys sitting in the press box that are just bleeding out, bleeding out bulletin board material every single week, every single year leading up to this game. It oh god, just chef's kiss, Braylon Edwards. You moron! Thank you so much for your service. <laughs> oh, your your, your co host at, at your little show that gets twelve viewers of. You guys just do incredible work. So, yeah. So, but you know what, though? Like, nothing's ever going to change, though. Like, every year this happens. Oh, Michigan gets started off hot. Okay, then they lose to Michigan State. They come up with weird boogeymen while they lost that game. Okay, now it's time to get absolutely piped down by Ohio State. Uh Uh-oh, crap. I'm sad going into the offseason. 
Oh, hey, cool. Signing day's here. We got a top 15 class. That's right. Suck it, Sparty. Little brother. Yeah, boo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, it's going to be awesome. We're going to kick your ass next year. And then the cycle continues. They start off hot to start the year. And then Michigan State comes into town and, oh, we lost again to the Spartans. Well, what can we blame this time? Hey, it's the Buckeyes. Just beat Ohio State. Oh, my God. We got drilled again by them. I'm sad. It's the... It's, it's a repeating cycle that'll never change. And that's, that's kind of nice, too, with the fan base. Like, I'm a man that doesn't like unpredictable things. And to have them across the table and just being able to map out every single move that they can do, it's nice. It brings me comfort, I think. So it's kind of sure. worrying. Yeah, and of course, yeah. like, yeah. It, if you're ever worried that one day it'll just – it'll stop. It'll be like, okay, we need to – we as a collective need to just stop with the Michigan State stuff. Like it's not like mm-hmm. an hour after the game, Braylon Edwards is like, "I was right. Everything I said yep. was true." Yes, yes. <laughs> Run it up the flagpole. That's right. Uh, yeah, I said Kate was gonna have a good game. It's like, oh, good job, Braylon. <laughs> Excellent. And, okay. Yeah, and Way you know go. their next show, they're good. That's all they're gonna talk about is one's gonna be uh, ranting about how. Michigan State paid the officials and Michigan won the game. Sure. And the other one's going to say, I predicted this exactly. Michigan State is inferior, yada, yada, yada. And it's just, it's wonderful because it's never, ever going to stop. And thank you. Thank you for no, not I, stopping. Right. Because 14 years, I feel like, is now like a pretty solid sample size. This isn't like this is a three year thing. It's not like it's what, 2009. And we're talking like this. Like, no, this is. Mm-hmm. And I love it. it's like, oh yeah, it's just 14 years in this long history rivalry. It's like, do you do you guys know how long 14 years actually is? Like, I want you to say out loud, 14 years. What were you doing 14 years at lunch time? That, that's what I was doing. And now with a receding hairline, a kid, a wonderful wife, like what? what, what 14 years. And I had someone like in my mentions yesterday on Twitter. Like, I don't like to do this. The whole oh my talk about Twitter on podcast, but like. Someone was like, uh, "Oh, I'm I'm 17 years old." It's like, well, you haven't you haven't seen a Big Ten title yet. That, that is jarring. Like, holy holy yeah. smokes! Yeah, because I mean, all the recruits now like, like that's just oh go. Yeah, be like that sometimes, don't it? Um, yeah. Now that good question. I actually did have like sorry, sorry. Go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying now that I, I think it's. I mean, they're not out of it. They're really good. Like that, their team is a good football team. Yeah, they're a fine team, right? Yeah, um, and they can absolutely go into Ohio State ten and one, and who the hell knows what's going to happen the next few weeks, and have a chance to get to Indy. Like they're not mathematically eliminated, and they're not like out mm-hmm. of it. Really, history suggests it's not going to happen for them. But let's just say the the most likely scenarios play out. Michigan doesn't win the Big Ten this year. Like they won't have a single recruit that has been alive, not just like seen and been conscious and aware of their last sure. Big Ten title, they won't have a recruit that's been alive because it'll be the class of 2023 when, you know, they're t- signing 22s here in December and then it will turn to the 2023s after the season. Matt, those kids were born in 2005 and 2006. <laughs> Jesus. They, they, oh they, my God, they, they also they missed the Pistons title too. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. Boy, yikes. Ah. Yeah. Hate to see it. Huh. And be right back to end the show with our guy, Will Hunter. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. 
Yeah, there we go. BetOnline.ag, we are back and better than ever with the new web interface and the, for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this fall and winter, or just you know whenever you want to get in on the basketball action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is just smash in that promo code locked on. That's all one word, locked on, to unlock that 50% welcome bonus. From basketball to football to baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, don't forget golf, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag, where the game starts. So what was your, okay, this is a, a random question that I've been wrestling with myself with. What was like your favorite, like little storyline of the game uh, from the win? I'm not talking like, oh, it means Mel Tucker's two no guns hard, but like, I'm talking like, we don't have to ever hear or think about the Andrell Anthony performance because that was wasted ah. by them. That That is not yes. a factor. I don't have to hear about that storyline, which I was fearing. Uh, or is it like we the should gif of, <laughs> the yeah, oh, the I like that. Let's I like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's good just only tamper let's get it popping or is Andrew, it like dig up all the receipts online and being petty is it like the the, the gif of the uh the weird uh coach uh at michigan like what, what's what was your favorite like minor storyline of the game that might be like in the 200th like list of reasons why you love that game on saturday my favorite piece of media that came out of that game two of them first one uh, mm-hmm. After there was an incompletion in the end zone fourth quarter, uh, Gus Johnson said Jim Harbaugh is so mad he nearly swallowed his dip. Uh, that was really funny. <laughs> I I enjoyed that. Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah, somewhere in the fourth quarter, one of the passes were, I think it was the one in the end zone where there wasn't uh, a PI called. Um, but my he favorite sailed- feet over his head like, like know, even like right? the U of M radio team was like oh where's the flag it's like where was the ball the ball was going to the seventh row of the stadium what are you yeah. talking about someone anyway. in the front row was closer to the football than the receiver <laughs> very yeah anyway my favorite piece of media that came out of it um I want to give credit to the person but I don't have it up in front of me it was a, a t- I can pull it up real quick it was someone from 24 7 it was a video yeah. of Mark D'Antonio on the field oh, after the game. Fantastic. Just, just watching. Just watching. <laughs> like, standing there like a proud dad, a proud whatever, a proud grandpa, whatever you want to uh, call him. But he was you could just tell. And it was uh, mm-hmm. like a video from behind him. Couldn't see his facial expressions or anything like that. But you could just tell, like, he was so proud. And he was so just thrilled and taking it all in. And it just – I. It made me think of, and I know you're not going to get this reference, nope. The Last Jedi, which is a Star Wars movie. Yep, absolutely and not. Yep. Yeah, in there, there's a line from uh, Master Yoda that is, we are what they grow beyond. And that it's all about nice. what you leave behind, acceptance of, I can do this much in life, I can build something this far, but at some point, whether it be age, mortality, anything like people are going to have to come after me and take what I did and do more with it. And if I do my job, well, it'll leave a path for them 
to grow beyond what I did. And that just sort of that's beautiful. That, that's beautiful. That moment there. Yeah, I think perfectly encapsulated that because Matt, here's something that Michigan State fans we don't like to admit, but when Mike okay. Hart when Mike Hart said the little brother stuff, he mm-hmm. wasn't wrong. He for what? 70s, 80s, 90s, the to the mid 2000s like yeah, not, that's fair. not inaccurate, yeah. not inaccurate at all. And I, I think I saw someone on Twitter say this, like, you know, for a while at MSU, we just sort of, this is what it was. Michigan came in, we tried, they would hammer us. They would just hold us at bay. Occasionally we'd get them. Um, but we knew year in and year out, generally speaking, they were going to be better and they were probably going to win that game. And Michigan won a, a lot of that game in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And so when Mike Hart said that, especially coming off what Braylon Edwards did to Michigan State uh, in that game, I don't think he was wrong. Um, But as fate would have it, as history would soon unfold, Mark D'Antonio decided that was the moment to put his foot in the ground and say, (laughs) not anymore. Time to start trying. (laughs) You're right but it's changing and he changed the face of this rivalry. I, you know, who, who the hell knows what's going to happen for 30 years, but he changed the face of the rivalry for the next 15 years, the next 20 years where Michigan state now goes into this game. Mad as hell, always mad as Mm -hmm. hell, even before the game starts, like ready to fight anything that isn't green and white and confident in feeling that they are capable of not just eking out a win here or there against Michigan, but winning 10 and 14 years of hand, having multiple thorough dismantlings along the way of beating them <laughs> in close games and beating them on huge stages when they're both ranked, when they're both good in East Lansing in Ann Arbor, they've won this rivalry game in every pretty much variation Every way they're good, Michigan's bad, they're bad, Michigan's good. Like they've they've sure. won. Anytime they've brought a team that wasn't on its way to just a nightmare season, they've won. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen. That mindset change doesn't happen without Mark D'Antonio in 2007 putting his foot in the ground, saying that's enough. Pride comes before the fall. It's not over. It'll never be over. It's just getting started that completely changed the trajectory of this rivalry. And it's the foundation upon which this program was built upon. Whereas 20 years ago, John L. Smith is slapping himself in the face and saying the coaches are screwing it up. And Bobby Williams is bumbling his way to a terrible, doing what he does. Yep. Just doing what he does. And Michigan state (laughs) is a middle tier, middle of the pack program. That's like, ha, that's funny. They stink. Where it's just like, you're just kind of an afterthought. And when you're thought about uh, nationally, it's more often than not, not good. Um, That's kind of with some exceptions in the eighties and under Saban, that's kind of what a lot of, you know, the last 20 and 30 years was until that moment. And now it's completely changed the trajectory of what the program is, what the program has in terms of trophies and victories 
and resources at its disposal, the amount people within the program, outside of the program are willing to invest in it financially with their mm, time yeah. and effort. Like this has become a program that has deep pockets, the ability to recruit, the ability to pay their coaches a lot of money, the ability to get NIL deals, awesome NIL oh, yeah. deals that only Alabama oh, yeah. has right now. Yeah. For their players, they got a giant stadium. They got a brand new forty-plus million dollar facility coming their way, and it's because of that, because of that moment, that foundation that was laid, and that fork in the road where Mark D'Antonio said, "Now we're we're not going down this path. We're not going to mire in mediocrity anymore. We're going to be more than that, and we're going to do it through the University of Michigan, through how we approach." University of Michigan and he just sort of got to stand there and take it out Matt that was a top 10 matchup number six for undefeated many people undefeated uh last games of October going into November right before the first playoff rankings are coming out many people left that game saying that was the best game of the year that was one of the top two or three of course that was fantastic those teams were both great and Michigan State came from two touchdowns down, came all the way back, won it, and just an absolute marquee eyes of the nation descend upon East Lansing game. And that's oh, a yeah. big deal. That's a game Michigan Massive. State that's a game Michigan State doesn't play in or win it in two thousand five, in nineteen well maybe ninety nine, but like two thousand three, two thousand seven, <laughs> yeah. eight. I hear you. Yeah. Nineteen eighty four, whatever. Like pick a year. Nineteen ninety two, pick a year. Like that's not a game they played in. That's not a game they won. And now they are. They're playing in it and they're winning it. They're going to be in the top, they're top five in the AP pool. They're going to be top five or six in the college football playoff rankings. And that dude changed the course of the program and got to stand on the field and just admire some guys he knows, some guys he doesn't know, transfers, his recruits, coaches he knows, coaches he doesn't know. Uh, but it is very much a program that while Mel Tucker is establishing his identity and doing all this wonderful stuff, like it was built through the vision and identity of that dude. And it was just really cool to watch him stand 15 yards away and just sort of admire it because I'm sure he was feeling just such a sense of pride. And like, Oh, sure. When he, when he said that, when he said pride comes before the fall, it'll never be over. It's just getting started. Certainly he was thinking of, 2013 2014 right just ass kickings with great teams Mm -hmm. yeah but he i'm sure was also thinking down the road when i'm done here i want it to be (laughs) like this forever i don't want michigan state to have the lower hand on michigan ever again and two years after he's gone he's watching his program that shine yeah that he took over and remodeled beat a top six Michigan team with just so much guts and so much moxie like he just it it must have been just wonderful for him to sort of take that in and I thought it was really cool I'm just still hung up on the fact that they still do the little brother thing right I mean (laughs) (laughs) I know like like okay because like I'm watching college game day and like they have like the like there's a Michigan fan that brought like a screenshot of that Mike Hart press conference and you know of course you got like Brandon Gibbons best friend Taylor Luan spouting off in the media like he's cutting a wrestling promo little brother this little brother that like 
that, that's like if you were at a bar one night and like you burnt this guy with a really good insult, but then he just took you out in the parking lot and kicked <laughs> your ass. But then like you just kept bringing it up to your friends throughout the years. Like, hey, remember, remember when I got him remember. really good? I talked about his whore of a girlfriend and and, and the, oh, well, yeah, yeah. He, he whooped me yeah. to oblivion and I was in the hospital for 14 days. Yeah. But it's yeah, you remember when I did that? Like that, that that's kind of what it's like aching to, you know, it's like I can't believe they keep trotting this thing out. Like you hey, say Aiken, it's a kid. Don't matter. Doesn't really matter at this point. Um, but it's like, why keep doing this? like? Listen, I, I don't come from a spot where I'm like, oh, it hurts my feelings. Like now, I'm just fascinated. Now I'm just fascinated why they haven't dropped that yet. Like, have you guys looked at the at the trail of dead bodies behind you? Like, almost every single player in this rivalry in the last 14 years has left with a losing record. Like, stop. Like, I, I'm giving you advice. Stop for your own good. Like, haven't you embarrassed your family enough? Please, please stop. But Anyway, I it was uh, the videos from Josh Pate at Late Kick Josh, national college football best. reporter for 24-7. So thank you, Josh, for that. Just A, spotting it and just not interfering. Like, I'm going to video yeah. this, but I'm going to stand back and just sort of let it be. Um, Ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, it's super special. Um, all right, I got to run. Anything else real quick? No, I just love you, man. That's all. Oh, I love you too, bud. Um, nah, there we go. Nice. One football thing, really quick. Oh sure. Two football things. Oh. oh. Um, I thought the offense, the 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 pass rush stuff is, I think, a lot more the issues or the pass um, protection issues that spotted up. I think a lot more were schematic as opposed to just like ability. Like, okay. There's two pros on Michigan's edge coming at you all the time, and if you're gonna leave Correct. your tackles, who are fine, like. Luke right. Campbell, like the the swapping out is certainly a tactical issue. Like putting in a tackle cold against that dude, I don't care who it is, it's not going to work. And then bringing your other tackle in, who's now cold because he sat out a series and whatever, <laughs> but who's like a solid player but isn't going to be an all world guy. Like that's you. You got to help them. You got to do a better job planning around that. And I thought they did. And once they did, that really shored up uh, a lot of the pass rush issues defensively. You know, the secondary stuff, there certainly were some miscommunications, but I think with the commitment Michigan State Michigan State made to stopping Corum and Haskins and the success with which they pulled it off, like that was that was a smart route. What do we want to do? Do we want to stop their run game that they've relied on so heavily? And if we're mm-hmm. gonna lose, it's gonna be on Caden McNamara, whose career high in passing was like two hundred and thirty yards. Um, or do we want to, you know, try to limit the pass game? and take our chances with a run game that has absolutely mauled every single team that they've gone against. And I think they made the right choice, uh, nearly burned them because McNamara had the best game he's ever played. Um, and some secondary issues certainly cropped up, but outside, I mean, you can't take away the 93 yard pass. You just can't because it happened. But outside of that play, Michigan State or Michigan threw it 47 times for like 6.6 yards per attempt. They weren't, they were outside of one explosive pass play. Their offense was super sort of methodically mediocre. They were okay. They moved the ball methodically and chunks at a time, kind of the way they do. And they ran a lot of plays. And that's sort of why the yardage, they ran 85 plays to like 50 something for Michigan's. They ran a lot of plays. And that's why the yardage got outlandish the way it did. But Michigan State's defense against a really good offense, they're like 
ninth in SP plus going into this game, uh, outside of that one 93 yard play, did a pretty good job. If they got off the field on third down more, like with a pass rush, it would have been an outstanding job, but they didn't because they just don't have that skill set right now. So that's sort of the the thing I'm looking at is like, can anyone step up and rush the passer? If not, Ohio State is going to be able to kind of do whatever they want. But I wasn't like freaking out, like in retrospect, when you sort of break it down, like, okay, <laughs> the defense yeah. had moments where it was like, this isn't good. But they also had plenty of moments where it's like, all right, if you do good on a bunch of downs, but then they complete a really good play on third down and long or whatever, they convert. I mean, sometimes you just got to tip your cap. And so you tip your cap a little bit and you hope the secondary can shore up and the pass rush getting to the passer can help a little bit with that. Because there was no pass rush the entire game. Credit to Michigan for that. Um, But we've seen better performances from Panachute, from Drew Beasley, from other guys on the edge. And so if they can sort of refine that a little bit, I think the defense will be fine. Their advanced numbers are still really good. Michigan moved the ball a ton couldn't when they needed to and couldn't in the way they needed to. That's why the red zone yeah. stuff happened. You hold them to four field goals because you can't they couldn't run the ball. And that's why they couldn't score as many touchdowns because they could not run the ball. And once you get in the red zone, you can't run seven yard stop routes all the way into the end zone. You got to do different stuff. Um <laughs> yeah. and so some of it schematically was really smart. Some of it I'd like to see uh improvement on, but like overall it was kind of fine. Like they gave up 33 points one of which uh, field goal came off a 30-yard short field off the tip interception. Um, But they gave up 30, 33 points against a really, really good offense who's been lighting teams up effortlessly. So not a great performance for the defense. I'm not insanely worried about except for Ohio State, but they're going to put big numbers on everyone. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the, the, the Penn State game let me dream a little bit. So, you know, that's, that's all I could ask for. We'll you know, that, that was a nice little sweetener on the day on Saturday. It's like, okay, you watch Ohio State kind of not have an A-plus game against Penn State. It's like, maybe. They are. Uh, maybe. I mean, so they're head and shoulder. Like, they're 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 the best team. They're the class of the conference. Of course they are. their talent yeah. level isn't quite as high as it has been in years past, and they're not certainly as experienced, especially, like, at key spots, quarterback, et cetera. Um, bringing in some new guys on the line. They're just like more likely than past Ohio State teams to throw a C-plus game at you. And if they throw a C-plus game at Penn State like they did, it can be close. They throw a C-plus game at Michigan State, it can be close. Throw a C-plus game at Michigan, it can definitely be close. So that I, they're still the best team, but they're more prone to be not crisp compared to last year's team two years ago, three years, whatever. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> nice. That's uh, that, that, yeah, that'll work for me. That, that'll let me dream a little bit. It's what I'm here for. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, have fun trick or treating, man. Go, go get it. I will. I'm gonna steal all my kids' candy. I'll talk to you later, man. Like a champ. All right. Hey, well, you're the best. Love you, man. Love you too. See you, man. Huge, huge, huge thanks to my guy Will Hunter. Um, I know that you guys would love to hear from him, and you know, even more so, I love talking to him. So. It uh, worked out, and yeah, uh, of course, yesterday's show, Monday's show, was uh, a complete banana land, uh, hoopla, hoot nanny. Uh, this show that you just listened to, yeah, we really are still gloating in the wind, but we, we will start to, uh, hmm, I guess, get down to earth, kind of. Uh, we'll talk with Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. We'll talk about last game, of course, the upcoming game. 
but maybe in less of a gloating way and more of a analytical way um, because well okay we gotta do this eventually here um later on we will be joined uh by like i said earlier this show someone from Purdue side to break down the boilermakers and then friday's show uh, if you have any questions we might just make it a fun day mailbag episode as we get into the weekend once again lockdownspartans at gmail.com to send anything on your mind our way uh and if you want more big 10 football in your life may i interest you in Locked on Big Ten with Nate Dickinson. Yes, a lot of action going on in the conference. I don't know what's going on in the Big Ten West. I know it's a lot. Uh, It is a tornado of just events over there. But Nate Dickinson, he'll hold your hand and he'll walk you through everything going on the rest of the conference. All right, guys. Once again, thank you so much for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. You guys are the best. Love you all. Go Green!